Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Today on the pod, we have Sarah from Clayton Season. She's here to talk all about her journey. And yes. we get to get into a little bit of the drama with her and Mara, you know, find out what that all was, was all about. So I'm excited to talk to her, man. What about I you? I mean, honestly, it wasn't even just her and Mara. It was a couple of other ladies that spoke up yeah, about it as well. So it. I was, you know, as a viewer watching the show, I didn't realize that all this was going on behind the scenes because I think that, you know, the Shanae had took up most of what was going on. So I'm really ready to talk to uh, Sarah. But first. You know how we do, bro. You know how we do. Let's get into these hot takes. Mike, I'm going to let you kick it off, bro. Do your thing. Uh, all right, all right. I'm going to kick it off by asking you the question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I'm going to kick it off. I mean, I got so many hot takes, but for today's hot take, I have to know. Put yourself back into when you were single. Okay. Before going on the show, you know. Big sis Rachel, I called her. She said, it's okay that I can have this conversation with you, right? So she, she, she gave you the go ahead. She, she gave me the go. <laughs> it might be it might be a lie. But anyway. So when dating, but you're not at that exclusive stage yet. You haven't had that exclusive conversation, but you're dating the individual. And, you know, do you want the other person to tell you that, hey, I'm going on a date with somebody else tonight? Or would you rather them say something along the lines of, hey, I'm busy, or I have other plans. And so therefore they're not technically lying to you, but they're not, they're withholding as well. You know what I mean when I'm asking that? Okay, so let me let me just paint this picture. So I wanna hang out with somebody. I wanna no, go on a date. You're dating, you're dating girl A. Okay, so I call girl A, I ask her if she would like to go on a date or come over or whatever the case may be, and she yeah, tells me over. and she tells me I'm going on a date, or would I prefer if she told me I have plans. Yeah, because what I'm finding in my conversations is that this is a, a gray area for people. Because I'll speak, speak for myself. I don't want the girl I'm talking to about y'all got another date. I ain't trying to hear that. I mean, here's the thing. But it's hard because she's not. I don't want her to lie to <laughs> me either. I don't. I don't feel like it's it's that hard for me at least. Like okay, if, okay. So <laughs> I'm about to sound nasty on the joint. So <laughs> you've been. Y'all been uh I'm single Brian. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm single you're single Brian. Brian. I'm just trying to say this as as PG as I can. Y'all are Thunder Buddies. Have you seen Ted? The movie yes. Ted with Mark yes. Wahlberg? Okay. Y'all are Thunder Buddies, right? And y'all are Thunder Buddies, let's say three, four times a week. And y'all going out 
States. You know, y'all doing the whole nine, right? You oh, just so we're not just Thunder bu Buddies behind closed doors, but we're actually going out. Like, yeah, you're not being, just okay. you're trying okay. to like you're trying to genuinely go down the path of, hey, will you be my girlfriend? Right? You're Thunder Buddies. Uh, y'all go out on dates, and she's like, hey, you know, he didn't give me the exclusive tag, for example. So therefore, she has every right, and therefore, you know. So, w what would you want to hear? Would you want her to say, hey, Brian, you know? I, on a date with somebody else. Well, here's the thing. If I'm like, if I was to the point where I was doing all that, like we're bro, three to four times a week. And okay. I'm a working man. She's a working Hold woman. On. Like Hold we're on. dedicating. This is dedicating pause, pause, a pause. lot of time. So if we're you going out three on to dates, four times a week, you said that's no, a lot. No, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying the time dedicated to that person. That's a lot of time, right? Well, so yeah, I mean, to me it is. Yeah. So if, I'm putting in that much time that you're talking about. Okay. I'm probably going to want something more exclusive. So okay, if she does, if she does tell me I got a date and I'm not seeing anybody else. And like, I kind of had it in my mind that we were exclusive and she tells me, I want to, I want to, I'm going to go on a date. I'm having that talk with her right then and there. Like thank time you. out, time out. But thank you. But. If she's not the only one and it's like you're dating around yourself, I have no right to tell her. Or oh, hell no, you ain't got no right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll like if she says, oh, I got plans. OK, I'm already thinking she's going to see be somebody uh, be seeing somebody else. And I'm I OK with that. that. I want to think that I got plans on, she, a, she, on a Friday night. Uh, she might be with the girls. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm assuming that she's with somebody else and I'm not going to be mad about it if I'm doing the same thing with other people okay Obviously, wait, wait. everybody out there why do you safe. have to have why keep do you have to have somebody brian we know where comes we got you dr brian uh why do you have to why do you have to have somebody yourself like why no. can't she just do her thing and you just be you know solo dolo for the night i guess i would she would probably be more inclined if she didn't have anybody else and she was Go, just going out with the girls, I think she would be more inclined to just tell me the actual truth. If those words of exclusivity aren't said, I would assume she's dating, which is fine. Like the conversation has not been had. You get what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So the conversation like, hasn't been had yet. The conversation has not been had. And it's like, you can't really have that conversation after what, four interactions, two, twice a week, Thunder Buddies, and you're yeah, already being like, I want to be exclusive. Like you also got to play... You gotta kind of play it cool, you know what I'm saying? I I, I feel you as an individual that's in that bracket, right? So therefore, I'm. What do you do? Do you say? What if she asks you straight up? Hey, Brian, you know what? I I, I want to be more honest with you. I actually have a date. Listen, Would I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to be out doing other things with other people. I'm just saying if she's not making it, like if she's being elusive. You no, she's keep... not being elusive. She's not being elusive. She's also putting in an equal amount of effort, bro. Okay. But y'all are not, you haven't, you know what I'm saying? You haven't, you haven't, I hate using this term, but you haven't tied it down. I hate using that term, but okay. it, I, for back of the words, you haven't tied it down. So therefore okay. she has every right to do whatever she wants to do. You're right. And I would be, I may be cool initially with that, but it also, it, context, it's hard, man. It's context too, right? When is she, when is she busy? Is this during the week? Is this on a weekend? Damn, you look at the day of the week. <laughs> I mean, 
I've had wonderful dates on Tuesdays. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe you maybe you consider it's like, OK, I've been working all week, five days a week. And now it's like the time that I have free are the weekends. Okay. So it's like I'm dedicating Whoa. my time to you on the weekend. And now you're Side basically note. telling me you're busy for me. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me if what she, you would do if she said to me, hey, you know, I want to ask, would you rather me tell you that I have a date or tell you that I just I have I've had plans? I would like her even more probably because she considered my feelings. You know what I mean? She considered being completely honest with me. That to me is a wonderful attribute. And I probably would, if it's two weeks in, I ain't gonna make it my girlfriend at that point, but I probably would, I probably would say something like the exclusive. I'll be like, let's be exclusive. Okay. I, I, I probably would, if I'm really feeling her, like if I'm really feeling her and I ain't talking to nobody else, I, I probably would say that. I think that's, that that's, I think that's a key for individuals that are like, tired of being in the in this limbo state of yeah. the gray area i think tell that dude hey i got a date tonight see what because he think about it you're right all you have to do is communicate if you want yeah. the answer to the question you need to ask it right just just say it how many people like you said are in that limbo state where it's like so many people i don't want to put myself too much out there and then they're doing the same thing and it's like i'm busy i'm busy you link up when you link up and you never have that conversation you know what I'm saying? You're never going to eventually you might hit a crossroads where it's like, OK, now somebody has to step up and have that conversation to bring that up. But well, let's get into your hot take on me because I could talk about this. Right. Forever. <laughs> we were we were we're going in circles on that one. Um, all right, man. So let's talk about hometowns. We just got done with hometowns and this one ties into that. Uh, how long in a relationship before you meet someone's parents or take them to meet your parents. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to show you the difference between when the way you respond to hot takes, the way I respond to hot takes. <laughs> Watch how short and succinct my response is. When I feel like I want to love you unconditionally for the rest of my life. Mm. Okay. I'm not trying to meet your mama just for the hell of it. Just so I can say, dang, your mama's a cutie. So are you. Now, I have met parents like, it depends on like, are we talking about like, hey, we're going specifically to meet up with my mom at so this wait, location. Time out. Time or is out. it, or wait, 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 I've got to finish. Or is it like, hey, my mom's coming to the music. Uh, my mom's coming to uh, the park with us. To me, that's different. But if it's like a hometown, like on the show, yeah. how it's like the whole family sitting there, you know, ready to interrogate you. I don't want that until like I'm in love with you. I mean, you said until I w you basically know that you want to spend the rest of your life with her. Well, I mean, that's I mean, basically it, it, you're ready. If to I say, well, OK. Shocker. But if I say I love you, that means I like. I mean, I you can you. see you, you can know, last see. Time I said I love you to a woman, bro. So like if I say <laughs> I, I'm in love with you, if I say I'm in love with you. I, I'm probably thinking of marriage at some point with you. I guess for me, it's more. Have you had that exclusive talk? Like, are you boyfriend and girlfriend? Are you boyfriend and yes. girlfriend? Like you've been dating yes. for a while. Then at that point, I don't see why I can't meet her parents and she can't meet mine. Why? Because you know, parents be nosy sometimes. Well, as they should oh, Mike, be, but Mike, who are you dating? Oh, 
Ma, I've been dating this girl for three months now. Oh, oh I'd like to meet her. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually. I guess I'm different. I'm, I'm different because I, I. So I'm, you hold off and not bring them home for a while? Like until I don't bring, you are. Yeah, I don't bring no one home to my mom and my father for a while, but I have no problem seeing your parents. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like my mom told me something when I was younger. She said, Mike, don't bring no girl home unless you see yourself being with her. She's like, she doesn't want to fall in love with a girl, uh, you know, some girl that she thinks could be her future daughter-in-law. And then we, br we break up two weeks later and then I bring up another girl. And so that really stuck with me. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I mean, hopefully once you get to a certain point in life, like every girl or every woman or every man, vice versa, that you're dating is somebody that you could see moving forward, right? You could see a future with. You could see a marriage with. I mean, uh, I'm going to let that slide. Now, from day one, from date one, I don't know from date number one. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm saying give it time. You start dating. You talk. You go through the talking stage. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's say you get physical. Maybe you don't, whatever the case may be. But you have that exclusive talk. And then it's like, okay, I'm obviously seri being serious with you for a reason because I could, I see potential. I could see you. Down the line, I, there's still ways to go. There's still a lot to know about you and get to know, right? But, but I, I guess I'm weird because, like, I've brought up women to my mom. Uh huh. But, like, I, I do it. I, I, I know the last person I did it with, and my mom really, really liked the girl. She never met the woman, but she just saw me in awe when I spoke about her. And I was, like, head over heels for this girl, like, all in awe. But, that never took place, right? She never met my parents. And I'm gonna still stick I'm gonna still stick by that. You're not meeting my parents until like I'm in love with you, until I've told you I love you, until I, I know that I would bend over backwards for you. I I'll feel that. Like that. I mean I'll like I, I love you. Like if you're throwing out I love you's, I could see, you know, maybe before that, maybe that's like a, a you know, a milestone or or a point that you want to get to in the relationship before they meet your parents. I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I, I just know that I've made the mistake before of introducing a, a woman that I really liked a lot that I could have seen a future with way too damn early. And it was actually a girl right before the show. You brought um, her home too early? I brought her home too early. I, actually, I, I didn't just bring her home. The thing was is that we had just started dating. You know, in the beginning, it's like, hot and heavy you know it's you're just you're infatuated you're in lust whatever the case may be and i was actually going on a trip okay to columbia for like two weeks okay so for me i was like damn. yeah i was like damn i don't want to kill the momentum right now you know what i'm saying so you introduced her to your family so i literally asked her if she wanted to come along to go oh yeah Big mistake, big mistake. It was a little too much. Now, granted, she was like, yeah, she was like a, a very fly by the seat of her pants type person. Like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. But in hindsight, you know, maybe not the best idea. Like, I should have just chilled, gone, done my trip, spent time with my family, and then when I got back, you know, see how it see how it went. Maybe that would have been a good test to see if you know things were really clicking between us and the fact that. You know, she was still just as excited to see me when I got back, vice versa. But that was probably the crack in the armor. So, yes, I would say it can be too early. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I agree with you. It could be too early for sure. 
Definitely. So I want to I want to have before we write right before we get into it I, uh, with Sarah, I want to be able to love you despite what my mother says, despite what my father says, Absolutely. despite what my sister says, despite what my grandmother says. Like their opinion matters to me, but it's not everything. It's not everything. And so I want to have that conviction within you before, you know, we meet to the parents. Uh, but someone whose <laughs> parents I would have loved to see, especially after that, uh, the psychologist had said that somebody's being performative. I would have loved to see Sarah's hometowns. What do you think we bring her in? Let's bring her in. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the show, Sarah. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you for talking today. Absolutely. Happy to have you on. You kind of just had a huge roller coaster uh, on your journey on The Bachelor. Uh, I want to talk about your arrival okay. into The Bachelor Mansion. Uh, what did you first think of Clayton, aka Claynos? Oh, I, I see. Clay Doe was his his nickname to from for my <laughs> perspective. Oh my gosh, he's got a lot of nicknames. I'm learning new things about him. Um, yeah, I mean, my first impression was like, he's very attractive. He's um, got a big smile. He looks excited, looks very welcoming. He made me feel very comfortable. He just felt, um, I said this from even before I met him, he just kind of felt like a piece of home, like very familiar mm. um, to home. So um, it was really comfortable, very seamless. Nice. Mm -hmm. Was he, so you were attracted to him. Is he the type that you usually dated before the show <laughs> um i mean maybe physically but i guess it's hard to say personality wise because i really didn't know um too much you know about him on an on a intimate level i just knew yeah. you know the facts the the bio what you see online pretty much kind of word of mouth i hadn't obviously met him for myself or seen him on tv and, and interacting with anyone um so as far as personality goes um i think he's has, I think, I don't know, he's a good mix of both. He's has some similarities to people I've dated before, but definitely also pretty different. Okay. Hopefully not the, okay. Hopefully not the same bad similarities of people you've dated in the past. Who's to say? <laughs> I love it. Starting off strong, baby. I love it. <laughs> Mike, so, you're catching so, me at a good time. <laughs> right? The tea, the tea may be hot with this one. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Sarah, in week two, you really got to make yourself known by winning the obstacle challenge. How did you feel <laughs> receiving the group date, Rose? Yeah, I mean, obviously a huge honor. I don't want to say honor, but I mean, it was because yeah. um, 
truly there were, you know, 20 amazing girls still there at the time. There were eight girls on this date. Um, so, you know, regardless of winning the the obstacle course during the day, um, being, you know, recognized and kind of feeling chosen out of a group of really awesome girls was huge. And especially early on, um, you know, we haven't even really had the opportunity to receive much validation. So um, receiving that group date rose was a good, you know, sign in the right direction. Nice. Do you feel like the drama between Elizabeth and Shanae had hindered your date at all in any way? Yeah. I mean, obviously, as a, as a whole, I think more than anything, it was just kind of clouding his, um, you know, mental space and, and clouding all the things that he had to focus on and, and just inevitably took away from the quality time he was able to spend with everyone. Did you watch the show back? Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Have you been watching it back? So I actually watched all of it except for the last two or three episodes. I haven't watched. Okay. Them. So, yeah. Fair enough. This question yeah. still applies. So, yeah, I know what happens back, though. So, Fair. <laughs> We're not going to get into all the details of it. You know, we're trying to, we want the listeners and uh, to keep watching. But mm -hmm. back on that second week date, when you're watching it back, being in a house is different than, you know, watching it as a, a viewer. Mm -hmm. And you were seeing that Clado, as we're going to call him now, Clado <laughs> is having, you know, trouble deciphering between the drama with Shanae and Elizabeth. When it, you guys were in the house, was it pretty apparent? Um. I think it was apparent in the sense that Elizabeth did seem to be closer friends with the girls. I mean, myself, I, I certainly was closer with Elizabeth than Shanae. Um, but as far as any sort of evident, you know, bullying and aggression, I didn't see that openly in the house. It was very much kind of behind closed doors and um, between, you know, Shanae and Clayton. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, yeah. Okay. So you had a target oh, yeah. on you you had a target on your back right why because mm -hmm. you actually got two one-on-one -on -one dates before some women got any um how did that make you feel first off mm -hmm. um i mean i think as you saw in the episode i just immediately was emotional i mean gosh i was emotional the whole season but i was emotional getting that second one-on-one -on -one because exactly what you said i was getting this second one-on-one -on -one before some women are even getting one. And I think we all, you know, it was already a turning point in the season for everyone. It was getting, you know, there were less than 10 girls in the house. Hometowns are the following week. It's just already a serious time. So then for that to be compounded on top of someone getting another one-on-one -on -one who's already had one, I just felt an immense amount of pressure because I think that I knew um, inevitably drama was coming around the corner. There was no way I was going to escape that. Um, so part of the emotion was because of that. I knew I was going to have to deal with some stuff. Um, and yeah, I just felt a, a pressure for myself too, um, because I felt like, you know, we, we talk about time all the time and, and here I am getting the maximum amount of time that you could ask for on this, on this journey. And so I felt like a pressure to have the answers and to have it figured out by the end of that date. Um, so it did take a lot of work for me to go into that day just completely clear-minded and and realize that you know i just need to, to take the moment for what it is enjoy the date not feel the pressure to come out with with having all the answers but you know just let it be take us into that moment though mm -hmm. when it comes to your confidence mm -hmm. because i mean mm -hmm. i don't think you could be any more confident than you were after getting a second one-on-one -on -one. i mean yes there was <laughs> pressure like you mentioned but your confidence must have been sky high like yo this guy really likes me 
So to be honest with you, I feel like that's everyone's perception and it's completely the opposite. The first thing that I thought was, oh my gosh, he he's going to send me home on this one-on-one or he, you know, we didn't have the most picture perfect ideal first one-on-one. Um, you know, he's, he's on shore. He needs to, to test the waters again. Um, I did not take it as, oh my gosh, he just likes me so much. He wants to spend more time with me. I truly saw it as like, crap, he needs more time with me to know how he feels. Um, and so, you know, to say my confidence was up there is definitely a bit of a stretch, you know, regardless of how it seemed, I definitely was feeling pretty insecure, to be honest, in that moment and pretty scared about what that could have meant and why he felt like he needed that second one-on-one with me. Sarah, Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, you were transparent, open with us, Mm -hmm. but damn, baby, I think he just wanted to be around you some more. That's how I looked at it. Right? Like, I think he just wanted to be around uh, you some more, you know? I mean, I, I'm going to tell myself that now since it's over. There, but, there you go. Tell um, but, you know, in the moment, it's it's very hard to have that mindset. You're not the only person there. It's You're not guaranteed anything. And I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself, especially you're, when it comes to relationships. So um, You're not guaranteed. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I mean, never based on the, that. I mean, based on the interactions you had prior to that, like, you still thought there was a chance that he could possibly send you home? Totally. 100%. And especially, really? okay. you know, once we got into that night portion, definitely. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa. talk about that. Once you got into the night portion, what mm-hmm. took place for you to yeah. further feel that something may not be yeah. rocky? I mean, rocky. Um, I think it, it was like the juxtaposition of our date. So the part that people didn't get to see was the day portion of our date where we went zip lining in Croatia. It was this beautiful day. You know, we had had this really challenging first one-on-one where we were in our underwear feeling really self-conscious and uncomfortable. And now we're finally just getting to have fun, go zip lining, like enjoy the beauty of Croatia. Um, and we were able to have some really awesome conversations, um, you know, able to just goof off and have fun, but also able to talk about, you know, our views on family and kids and what we want in our life, where we see it going, where we want to live, et cetera, like real life things um, that would apply if you were going to leave the show together. Um, And so then, of course, the part that you did get to see was the night portion when we went into dinner and he just kind of immediately off the bat just had this 360 of, you know, a demeanor. And you could tell he just was coming in with anger and hostility. And he, um, you know, confronted me about what someone had shared with him about my age and and what that implied about my readiness for marriage. And so I think more than anything, I was just one blindsided that someone would have said that in the first place. And two, um, blindsided by him, you know, in that juxtaposition of how amazing the day went and how we were just laughing and having so much fun while he, knew he was going to confront me with that all day. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, then I, I started feeling a little bit like collateral damage. I felt like, um, I don't know. I just felt a slight disregard for my feelings and I, it kind of just tainted the, you know, the awesome conversations that we did have and the awesome day that we did have, because I felt like, you know, if he was treating it as a real relationship that he saw potential in, he would have immediately, expressed any sort of concerns and communicated that to me. You know, he wouldn't have gone the whole day acting like everything was fine and then, um, you know, bringing it up if that, that night. No, I, if I'm, if I was in your position, I would think the same thing. I don't know when Clayto, Clayton mm-hmm. uh, Clayton found out about that information, mm-hmm. but let's just say that he yeah, knew all day. It was the night before, I would, yeah. 
Oh, so he knew that. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so he knew it for was sh- starting the night before. Correct. Yeah. So it had been shared okay. with him at their group date the night before um, my one on one. So let's talk right about that. I mean, you had a wonderful on your second one on one day. It was wonderful. And then he dropped the bombshell on you that some other women in the house are saying that you may not be ready because of your age. Mm-hmm. You guys had a great time with Croatia ziplining. How is that? How does someone, because I actually defended you and I don't defend a lot of people. Thank you. I'm telling you right now. Thank you. I defended you because personally, probably because you work in finances and I worked in finances. So I, like, right. I got to defend my financial people. And I think that it takes a certain individual with a certain mindset to, to be a wealth management advisor. Yeah. Despite <laughs> Thank you. your age, right? Thank you. And so that's the reason I defended you, even though age doesn't necessarily go correlate with professionalism. Mm-hmm. I think it does in some regards. Yeah. So how did that make you feel though? when you found this information out that you're talking to all these other girls, you're, mm-hmm. you can't say sorry because of your age. Right. 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 Um, I think one, it was heartbreaking because I consider myself to be friends with, you know, Mara who shared this information. Um, you know, we were always loved and sported each other. So more than anything, I was confused on why she would have you know, felt the need to say something about that. And two, I was hurt that, you know, if she was questioning something about my intentions or my readiness for marriage, um, you know, why didn't she come to me? Why didn't she ask me, like get the, at least give me the opportunity to, you know, answer your questions. And then if you still feel like you have that concern, then share that with him. But she never once asked me, we never had conversations about, you know, my personal life and what I've been through. She didn't know anything really about me or my life and what I'm ready for. So, so Sarah, where do you think that came from? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we saw on the roasting date Mm -hmm. that I believe you called her a cougar. Like, was that, (laughs) is that where it stemmed from? Like, is that, was that that. the initial (laughs) nail in the coffin when it came to your friendship and that was it? And, you know, she started talking about your age and vice versa. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, I might get kicked for saying this, but of course, you know, the roast is all in good fun. First of all, she did roast me first, even though it showed me going first. (laughs) We actually told each other before, hey, I'm going to come for your age. Don't be mad at me. And even afterwards, we hugged it out. Everyone was actually fine after the roast. I'm kind of upset because the best the best jokes weren't shown and understandably so. Um, But the one joke that I fully take 100 percent ownership of was my roast of Clayton and it didn't get shown. Well, we got to hear it. Come on now. Yeah. We got to hear it. Let's hear what didn't, didn't get aired. I don't know what you if mean, that's appropriate. Can't. I don't. It, no, nah, we're hearing it. Nope, we're hearing it. Let's we're go. in roast mode. We're <laughs> all, it's, all, it's all cool. So my joke, as you know, my preface, my I'll preface this with my date with Clayton was in our underwear. So I said, okay, you know, not only have I had a one-on-one, but I've had a preview of fantasy suites. And all I got to say is Clayton... I hope you're a grower because you sure aren't a shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's and, not a bad joke. That's, that's a good joke. That is that's a good joke. And it was hilarious. He died laughing. Every the comedian. Yeah. That was my biggest pride moment. The comedian was laughing. I was like, yes, I got him to laugh. Uh-huh. Um, so was it cold outside that yeah. day? Because you know if it's cold, things. You know, <laughs> all I have men, to say sometimes is we can't take responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Listen, all bets are off. Oh, all I have to say <laughs> is we were in LA. And we were sweating. So. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But um, hey, but yeah, that I was... I love Clayton. He's such a great sport. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was 100% a joke. And obviously, we laughed about it. Um, and But that was the joke that I did take full ownership of, 
ownership of. But yeah, we did have um, some slight collaboration with the comedian. On, on so, so between you and Mara, so you just said that you guys actually warned each other, hey, I'll be talking yeah. about your age, yeah. you know, how old you are. I'm going to be talking about how young you are. <laughs> yeah. And you guys were cool. You hugged it out after. And there yeah. seemed to be still some saltiness yeah. after uh, the fact. Yeah, I'm not, you know, to be honest, I don't know really where that stemmed from. I think the only reason we came for each other's age is we're like, I don't know what else. I don't know anything else about you to roast. Like, I don't know enough personal details about you to to say something. Yeah, it was kind of like surface level roasting there. But um, yeah, beyond that, though, as far as, you know, what she what she shared with Clayton, um, again, that's I think where, you know, you obviously saw the shock and, and tears on my face is because I was hurt that that she did say that, you know, mostly without really knowing or at least giving me the opportunity to to speak with her about it if she really did have that concern and that's where it did feel more like you know a little bit manipulative because it's like if you really were concerned about it you would have at least talked to me about it and and no one did that's that's fair uh sir yeah i I completely agree with you that's completely fair Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think brian maybe mara didn't get that from the roast ceremony but we don't mm. we necessarily don't know but yeah. sarah i'm gonna ask you directly mm-hmm. i've posted this before on twitter and i want to know your thoughts as a, when you're on the show okay. at 23 year old, 23 year old do you feel that you are ready for a serious committed relationship and marriage mm-hmm. i can speak for myself and say that i am again i don't think that age is an indicator of what you're ready for regardless of if you're 23 33 43 i've dated men of all ages. Wait, and I'm not too. I'm not too old. Hey, no. Listen, it's. I live in New York City, baby. Everybody is. There's plenty of men out here that are 43 and not ready to settle down. Age is not that's, an indicator of, nice. of what you're ready for. It's. It's truly personal. One age is, a number. It's construct anyway. So who really cares? Um, just like you were saying again, it, it's no indicator of you know, where you're at in life. I think it's kind of like that quote where people say, you know, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Um, You know, you never know where you're at in life. Um, Everyone has a different path. Just because one person was ready for something when they were 23 doesn't mean someone else isn't. It's completely personal. Um, And, you know, that's the, that's a perspective I take on, sorry, um, you know, on any, on any life decisions, but especially marriage, you know, and it's also, I think it's completely outdated and a little misogynistic to, um, think that, you know, anyone can define what makes a wife or a husband or what makes a marriage. Um, there's no definition of that. So it's a little I, um, outdated. Yeah, to, I don't think it's an end all be all. Yeah. I don't it, think it's it, yeah. an end all be all either. Yeah. I love that you said that because we always talk about, mm-hmm. uh, we, we came at, you know, people have come at you because mm-hmm. you said that she, Mar- Mara is a cougar, right? We don't <laughs> never talk about the other end. Like yeah. you're, age shaming me yeah and saying things about me simply because of my, my age is that side yeah. of the coin is never spoken about so i love that you kind of yeah. touched on that thank you yeah and it's like you know no one ever stops to ask me like you know what i've, I've been through in my life i've you know supported myself and and worked for myself since I was 17 years old. I graduated college when I was 20 years old. I've been a financial advisor in new york city since, Talk your shit, girl. since age 20. i've you know i'm an associate now i just i you know it's it's personal and that's not to dog anyone else that you know isn't at that point at, at where they're at in life and again you know i don't think your readiness for marriage also has anything to do with your career um but i say that just to you know ensure that you know the place i'm at in life i'm i am secure i do feel you know ready for a partner a commitment whatever that may be um and truly you know it's 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 really is just no one else's place to to say what someone's ready for
Absolutely. And I guess to nip the whole Mara thing in the bud, like, yeah. is there anything that you would have done differently hmm. uh, regarding that whole drama situation? Yeah, totally. Um, I think, you know, I was one running on adrenaline. I was very upset, obviously. Um, and again, just at this point in the journey where regardless of any drama happening, you're already upset and, and exhausted. So that compounded with the conversation Clayton and I had had, I think when I went back into the house and kind of addressed her while she was sitting with the other women, um, I do wish that I would have been able to, you know, have that conversation with her privately, um, just because I do think that a little bit of that, you know, anger that I was inevitably giving off, you know, kind of affected the other women and maybe some of the other women took it personally and was like, oh, is she mad at me? Is she coming for me? Um, and of course, you know, it was something that was completely between Mira and I. Um, you know, and to be fair at the time, you know, when Clayton did share this information with me, I actually said, you know, don't tell me who said it. I don't want to sound like we're sitting here gossiping. I don't want to talk about someone else. This is between you and I. So I wasn't even sure when I went back into the house that Mara was the one that said it. And I think it showed in the episode me going back in and saying, you know, who who did share this, you know, who has this concern? Um, because I wasn't sure that it was even Mara. But I think, you know, looking back after we had clarified that it was Mira, I do wish that I could have said, could you and I have a private conversation, please? Um, and, you know, not involved fair. the other women. Did you have an inkling fair. at all? Like, yeah, of based course. Based on your relationship with the women in that moment, like, did you, like, it was probably her. Yeah. Well, I think I assumed it was probably someone that was feeling, you know, understandably so a little bit insecure about not having had a one-on-one -on -one yet. And there was only a couple of women who hadn't. And um, I think it made the most sense for, for her to have been the one who had said it. Um, gotcha. And again, I, I didn't, you know, want to come towards her with any sort of hostility. It truly was just me wanting to get to the bottom of it and and, and try to move forward for the both of us. Um, and, you know, my only regret is if it did come off, um, you know, in a way that I didn't want it to. I definitely, so I like how you deduced that. And was like, you know, it would be somebody, one of these type of people over here in this situation. Yeah. But yeah. you just mentioned, you know, not wanting to gossip in or talk about someone else. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about you for a second? Because there was a lot of things that took place regarding you specifically. Yeah. And on your second one-on-one -on -one date with yeah. Clayton, we found out that you were adopted. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just want to know, how have you met your biological parents? You know, they, uh, yeah. they gave you up for adoption at 20, when they were 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And if you have, how was that? If you haven't, you know, talk about that. To all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Remember, this was part one of a part two series, so make sure you tune in next week for our second half of the conversation. And remember, guys, we're casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, so make sure to head to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. Again, that's bachelornation.com forward slash apply. You never know. You could find the love of your life. That's facts. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out B as in Bachelor in as a nation on IG. Again, that's Talking Out B in. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, I ain't gonna tell you no more. Don't DM me until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.